0: Welcome to the show. We are sharing stories with solutions from people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer for the Heal Your Life Workshop Teacher Program and the Heal Your Life Coach Training Program. You can learn more about me and the training at thetraining.ca. That's T H E training.ca. As Louise Hay always said, The point of power is in the present moment, so let's get started. Hello, listeners. I am excited about our guest today, and you will be too. This is a man who has survived multiple traumas and living with painful disease, and he turned that around in a way that you will not even guess. And so I purposely did not ask any information about how Steve did that so that we can both hear it at the same time together. So welcome to the show, Steve Lovelace.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to share my story with your listeners. And hopefully it'll provide a spark of inspiration for one or possibly multitudes, which is kind of the plan.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I'm excited to get started, but I do want to mention that people can find you on Instagram at S like Steve, P like Paul, love lace. So L-O-V-E-L-A-C-E. And go ahead and send a private message, send words of encouragement. And if you're looking to Book Steve as a inspirational speaker or a public motivational speaker for your group. He is your guy. So Let's start wherever you think the beginning is.
1: <laughs> well, I could go all the way back to the start of my life and then <laughs> have the beginning. But,
0: so, we're going to have five parts to this bike.
1: Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, it's been a roller coaster. But the majority of what has me out here telling my story now is an accident that happened back in 1982. Uh, I was a 20 year old college student and I was living in Wagner, Oklahoma, going to Northeastern State University, making a little bit of money on the side cutting firewood. On one particular day, which turned my life around completely around, we were cutting on a very large hatberry tree. The tree did what they call a barber chair. It split in half, and as we were cutting the half that was still connected to the base of the ground, the two halves at some point slammed together on me. I'm waking up in the middle of a wheat field in this wooded area. My face had been crushed, my left wrist was crushed, my heart was bruised, my mandible, the roof of my mouth was split open. Three vertebrae of my back were completely crushed and I was paralyzed, trapped in this tree for two hours before they get me to a hospital. And that's when I'm told that I may never walk again, which is, as a 20 year old kid, that's not something you want to hear. But being the defiant individual that I was at that time, I declared that I was walking out of the hospital. Three and a half months later, I took four steps on my own out of the hospital and I completed that circle. And it was, A very, very big moment for me. But a lot of the hard work that I was getting ready to do was just starting because I ended up spending another three and a half months in a rehabilitation center before I was kind of left on my own to basically rebuild myself. I had to relearn to walk, had to relearn to run, which I was eventually doing after I got out of the rehab center. And I pushed myself so hard through all the pills and all the pain and all the suffering to the point where... It was one evening in October 1985, I was watching TV and I came across the wide world of sports. They were airing the 1985 Hawaiian Ironman Triathlon World Championship. And there was one moment in this that they'd replayed from the 1982 version of that race where Julie Moss was crawling across the towards the finish line. And I could just so relate to the pain and the suffering, but the will to get to that line that I was inspired to do a triathlon. So I took it under my own advisement back then to train myself. There was very little information. There was no internet, there were no cell phones, very little information about triathlon because it was in its infancy. Six months later, I had trained myself up to the point where I'm towing the line at a triathlon in Ponca City. I made it all the way through the race, as difficult as it was. I came in dead last. But I was the biggest winner of that race because I went there to prove to myself that I had made it all the way back from this tragedy. It was on no medications. It was all just, you know, healthy, good physical fitness that got me there. It wasn't until COVID. I really didn't think about it much. I kept competing in triathlon and I eventually moved into cycling and competed in that for many, many years. But it wasn't until COVID that I got curious to as to who was the first paratriathlete, the history of paratriathlon. and lo and behold, <laughs> not something you find out every day. I was an original pioneer of the sport. I was actually the second documented individual to have ever done a, a triathlon as a para athlete, and so it has really transformed and, and changed my life again as a triathlon or triathlete. Yeah, I'm representing USA Triathlon Foundation now as an ambassador, trying to you know show goodwill to the people and get them involved. But you know I. Help pioneer sport it's not often you can actually do that and so i'm very proud to be sharing my story and hopefully inspiring others that nothing's impossible if you set your goals and you just continue working towards it so
0: oh my gosh first of all i have to tell you i have goosebumps my <laughs> like freezing it's 30 degrees <laughs> it's okay, so it's uh, thank, you. thank you i just want to say you know for For all of us, and I don't mean this in a shame way at all, but for all of us who will come up with every excuse. This was me this morning. I'll I'll use myself as an excuse. It was a nice, fresh, crisp morning. I got up at like 4.30 and I went outside to water the plants and everything. And I was like, I should go for a walk. I was like, No, I should go inside and have my coffee and read my book.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We all fall victim to that. Even myself, I am not perfect by any stretch of the imagination.
0: Wow, what an incredible thing. So my whole point was for those of us who have all of these reasons, well, I'm getting a little older or maybe it's a little cold or I'm busy I'm tired that if it's something that we really want, whether it's going for a walk or whether it's working on our book or whether it is finishing a craft, if it's something that we really want, the only thing that's stopping us is between our ears.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: I mean, you have proved that the rest of the body wasn't working.
1: (laughs) Well, now I can add to this as well. I've got more reasons. But
0: wait, there's more.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, in between doing the triathlon and discovering that I was a pioneer of the sport, I've suffered with bacterial meningitis that nearly ended me. I had a spine fluid leak. I've had numerous concussions. I've had uh, two heart attacks. And now I live with a disease called arachnoiditis, which is one of the most painful diseases that you can have. Yet I still find a way. I have good days, I have bad days, and I have survival days. But it's the good days and the bad days that I really take advantage of my ability to move around and push myself. Because I know that sitting on the couch and not doing anything just leads to more lethargy and it does. brings about... Yeah, uh, that's words, words of
0: wisdom. Yeah. Words of wisdom right there, that it does just make us more tired. It's that whole use it or lose it. And, you know, we don't have to do a triathlon, but we no. just walk around the block.
1: <laughs> you know, my physical fitness started when I just decided that during the commercial of a show that I was watching, I would get up and I would just pace the house. And then when the show started, I would sit back down, and raise my heart rate. You have to start mm-hmm. somewhere. That's right. It can be single lap around the block or it could be multiple, but set a goal and and shoot for it.
0: You know what? I 100% believe in that. And no matter what it is in our life, whether maybe it's journaling, maybe you decide that you're going to start journaling. It doesn't have to be for an hour and a half, right? It can be three minutes. It can be five minutes. Just developing that habit. I want to go back into mindset a little bit with you. And first of all, when you were this 20-year-old guy, I'm assuming that you were fairly social and living a fairly normal life.
1: Sure. yeah.
0: And then all of a sudden, this happens. And you're in the hospital. You obviously can't speak with your mouth all broken. You can't move much. You can't walk. And there's such an incredible social disconnect. How did that affect you mentally?
1: <laughs> I counted a lot of spots on the ceiling. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. initially friends came around, but when you're in the hospital for three and a half months, you just don't expect them to be part of your daily life. And I became friends with the staff. I had a few roommates in and out that I was friends with. But, you know, really what drove me was my desire and my will to get back on my feet. To get back, I back have back a to feel- the world.
0: yes, your desire and your will.
1: Yeah.
0: I think so it's often we, we hide behind that, I have no willpower. Oh, you know, well, I'd like to lose ten pounds, but I have no willpower. I'd like to quit smoking, but I have no willpower. Whatever it might be, so it is so empowering to hear someone say, "I did this through determination. I did this through my will."
1: Yeah, you know, I later came to find out that the method that I was subscribing to was stoicism, where I did not let anybody deter me from my goal. Uh, one, I didn't tell anybody I was doing a triathlon. I was afraid that it. If organizers found yeah. out that I might not be able to compete, they might not—they might have seen me as a liability, and so I flew under the radar with my family. I think maybe two friends knew, but it was only in passing that we talked about it. So.
0: That's really good advice for anybody out there who's setting uh, big goals for themselves. You know, only share that goal with people who are going to support it. And support you so often you know we'll have a we'll have what you know an inspired idea even and we share it with somebody and they're like yeah but what about this what about this what about this somebody else has already done that and you know and then we're like oh
1: (laughs) and And uh, (laughs) so so that's such a boat anchor I mean it really is
0: Yes. Yes. And you know, good for you for having that wisdom to know what you needed to do for yourself in order for you to tap into that will that you spoke about to reach your goals.
1: I would, <laughs> I almost cautioned saying wisdom as much as I would say blissful ignorance, because I was so <laughs> clueless back then. And I just, you know, I just was so passionate about wanting to move my life forward and knowing that I had the ability, if I pushed myself hard enough, I would have some form of it that I could make myself happy with. It didn't have to be the pinnacle of what I wanted. It just had to be a version of it.
0: I have a feeling you're unstoppable.
1: <laughs> I try to be pretty intrepid. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. I do. I hobble around, but I hobble with the best of them. So,
0: <laughs> Well, so that fateful day when you were 20, what do you think when you look back?
1: You know, I, I think about the fact that I wasn't in pain, which was a miracle. I mean, paralysis, had I not been paralyzed and still been able to feel the pain in my back, it would have been excruciating with the weight of that tree laying down on my feet. I think about the two hours that I spent mostly by myself because the person that was there with me cutting on that tree ended up having to run about three miles to go get help. So I was there pinned in that tree and I was in and out of consciousness, but... You know, I prayed and, and I did my best to just hold myself together. I never got down. I never cried. I never said, why me? It just, mm-hmm. that defeated the purpose of, you know, let's just get me out of here and get me fixed up. But I just think that must have been the toughest version of myself that had ever existed. And, and I he started God, up at
0: 20. Wow. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean mentally and physically.
0: Honestly. When, I, when I listen to you talk, there's not even a hint of resentment or a hint of what if.
1: No, I mean, that's self-defeating and yeah, you can dwell on it negativity breeds negativity. That's why I stay around positive people. And you know what? If you're going to be negative, it's up to me whether I decide if that's going to hurt me. It's a choice in my mind. I choose not to. I choose to be happy and smile and go forward with my life despite the, the difficulties.
0: You are amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Such an inspiration. Absolutely. And that. you know, if you can do this, if you cannot fall into the negativity or the resentment, then who else can I, right. I mean, this was a, a tragic accident. You know, the, the most painful disease, what did you call it? Arachnoiditis?
1: Arachnoiditis. It's chronic inflammation of the arachnoid tissue that surrounds the spinal cord. Oh. In my case, it's slowly paralyzing me below the waist. But again, I don't look at that as a problem as much as I look at it as a transformation. Uh, my next series of athletic endeavors when my legs quit, it's going to be in a wheelchair. And I welcome that opportunity. So oh, I-
0: You know, it's at times like this, I would just love to give you a huge virtual hug. (laughs) (laughs) And
1: say you are amazing. I'm a big hugger, so I would take that. (laughs) No doubt.
0: Uh, You are truly amazing and such an inspiration. And the USA Triathlon Foundation is so lucky to have you. I would love to see uh, your speaking career just absolutely explode and to share this message of self-determination and self-will and achievement and accomplishment and positivity to the world.
1: Very humble. By that.
0: Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, you are yeah, so yeah. deserving. Absolutely. So just to follow up, you can reach Steve on Instagram, S P like Paul. So S like Steve, P like Paul, Lovelace on Instagram. I am excited to go check out your posts on Instagram and to interact with you there. You have made me smile. I have been <laughs> smiling this entire yeah. podcast. You absolutely are an inspiration and I feel so incredibly blessed to have spent this time with you. So So thank you for being who you are and thank you for sharing it.
1: Thank you, Victoria. And honestly, knowing that I made a difference in your day makes such a big difference in mine because that's really the purpose of me telling my story. So it's not self-gratitude or anything along that line as much as it's inspiring and making people smile. It's it's infectious.
0: You are an incredible human being. And thank thank you for that (laughs) gift of the smiles today. I I appreciate (laughs) it. Okay, thank you, Steve. You bet. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, please visit thetraining.ca. To be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.